as we get ready to make that mental health journey to the Bahamas, the Grand Bahamas, that we have the founder that's taking us there to the Bahamas, and we have Miss Eve Abram, Abraham in the building, in the studio, and we also have Miss Joyce Mirandez in the studio with me this morning. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. You guys all right today? Listen, we also have a little live studio audience today. I hope they don't mind. Their mom puts them on camera all the time. Look at the kids. Jerry, let the, look at the baby. He, leave me alone. Don't. Okay, so we have a live studio audience in the, in the building today. And I'm glad they're here because actually we're going to talk a little bit about some children. Something came to me. If you can push that mic just a little bit to you, to you, close to you. And speak up loud because you talk so soft like the little baby girl. Um, something happened not too long ago, a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, you posted something about the Mental Health Summit, and you put on the top of it about children and parents and check on your children to make sure that their mental health is good. So I got on there and I said, yes, all of that to that, and we believe in that, but children not coming, right? I just wanted to make sure that children weren't going to come. And then Amy, you know, Miss Joyce, she got into it, and she started giggling and playing, but what happened is, after this shooting happened, I see the correlation of the children and the parents. Tell yeah. us a little bit why you wrote that post. Well, you know, I just I, I just felt led to write the post, and mm -hmm. I wrote the post. And then not only that, you know, um, I manage two mental health, children's mental health clinics. So what I've noticed is since 2020, um, the uh, suicidal rates have increased for children. Mm. Um, we have more children going to um, being hospitalized uh, for uh, suicidal ideation, for cutting, and, and the list goes on, right? We have a lot of even kids running away. So the children, there's, just like I put on the, on the uh, post, mm -hmm. there's a war against our children. So uh, parents need to, you know, we, we, we need to either wake up or do something, you know, to add to help them because um, the children are in trouble. Okay, and the children are in trouble. And, and, and that is disturbing to me because when I saw the young man who did the killing mm -hmm. at the school shooting, and I talked about mental health issues, and there's a lot of people who argue if it's a mental health issue or if it's not, but he killed his grandmother. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can understand that people can have mental health issues and they can hear voices, yeah. and they believe those voices so real to tell you to go kill somebody. Most people don't believe that that could be possible, but you put the the actual word for that. What is that called? Mm -hmm. Voice command hallucination. So when someone has been, even if you're not diagnosed, because there's a lot of people, we don't even know if this gentleman, the, the, the guy that did the shooting, was diagnosed with a mental health um, symptoms and, you know, or have a mental health diagnosis. Mm -hmm. the, the, when someone is experiencing psychosis, or someone is experiencing hallucination, then what happens is we have two different types of hallucination. We have um, voice command hallucination, and then we have visual, visual hallucination. Voice command is when you're actually hearing someone say, okay, go do this. And it, it's a command. They're not asking you for your suggestion. The voice is not coming out as though you know, maybe you, sh you, you should, or maybe you can. No, it's saying, it will say, Eve, go um, take the knife and do this, right? And then it sounds like 
it, it comes strong and it almost sounds like, yes, this is something I should be doing, right? So there's no contradiction in it. So visual, that's voice command, hallucination. And then visual um, hallucination is when you actually start seeing things, right? You start, you know, in the, in the church, people will associate that with a prophetic gift, but mm. it's really... You know, it's 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 really not the 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 visual. You're getting a visual of things that only you see, nobody else sees but you. You know, and I've I've given my testimony because that has happened to me. So I know how real that can be, and I know how it. You can really believe, especially it's important to know the word of God because God is never going to contradict His word. And so when we see people walk in the streets and they're naked or they say, God told me to come out here naked and do this, that's not God speaking to you. That's right. So what is it again that you call it? Um, voice, voice command hallucination, and then you have visual hallucination. And those are symptoms. If you are experiencing that, that means the mental health diagnosis should be um, a psychosis. You are diagnosed with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, some level of bipolar may experience the same same symptoms, but then you know there's there's you know visual hallucination, um, and then the the consistency of it is also what we look at, right? So if it happens once in a blue moon, then you know we need to kind of look to see, okay, what's going on? You know, what's hap We we need to ask more questions. But if this this thing's been, you know, you've been seeing things that nobody else see, and you've been hearing voices in a consistent basis, then we need to pause. You need to see a psychiatrist immediately, or you need to see a mental health, um, mental health professional immediately. Now, you know, I remember back in the day there used to be a, a comedy show called The Flip Wilson Show. And he would always make a joke, and he said, the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. And so a lot of times people say, oh, it was the little voice on the side of me, or the little angel was telling me to do one thing. Yeah. And that's not so funny now, because we have some strange voices in the land. And I remember when Amy came, and she told us, Joyce came to the station once, she told us that she had a bout with depression and wanted to take your life. Did you hear something tell you to do that? No, I didn't hear anything, but I just felt, I just felt overwhelmed with hopelessness. Mm. So I was in just such a state of hopelessness that I felt like I didn't even deserve to be here. And so, but that's when with my testimony, I was saying how just in the midst of all that, after everything had happened, I just had a voice and it just said, I will help you. The voice wasn't, mm. it, it, yeah, it, I, and it, it was just different, but it said, I will help you. And from that time on, God started doing a work in my life. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday, and I was, I was at home the whole day yesterday, and I just sat on the patio, and I enjoyed that. But I knew a time I couldn't just enjoy just being at home. I needed to always constantly move around. But yesterday, I was getting all these thoughts and these downloads coming in from God, and I was saying that if your mental health is so important at this age, imagine what the children are dealing with. Because there are so many things that have transpired just in the last two years alone for many people that it seemed like it was just back-to-back -back a series of things that were so horrifying that you really do have to focus on your mental health. And I take mental health very seriously because I had mental health problems. And so I really am protective of my time, my space, and my energy 
But what about the children? What about, because God had me put a post on a prayer about that there be no uh, traumatization in mm -hmm. their sleep. Mm -hmm. That when they go to sleep, they don't remember that. Yeah. So how do we work with the children that are dealing with all of this that we've got going on? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's even in the air. It's in the atmosphere. Yeah. You know, so whether, whether your, your children are able to sleep, whether they are not able to sleep, we need to prioritize them. This is a season where children should not be neglected. Mm -hmm. So what you just expressed is mm -hmm. symptoms of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. When, when a child is living in an environment or has witnessed some form of violence or some form of, uh, you know, a disorder where, where their emotions are impacted, they may not be able to verbalize it, right? Mm -hmm. But then the, they feel it because trauma is stored in the body. Mm. And so when when it's time now, so because they're not talking about it, that doesn't mean that they were not impacted yeah. from it, right? So that's one. Then now when they are sleeping, when the body's supposed to be relaxed, right? Mm -hmm. Then that's when the subconscious now do a recall, a recall of the experience that they've witnessed or the experience that they've heard, right? Mm. So a lot of times when parents are constantly arguing and things like that, and the children, you know, a children may be performing in an excellent way, making A, a B, and C, you know, A, B, I guess that would be excellent. And then, you know, parents typically will say, okay, well, he or she is fine, because academically they're doing well. But just because that kid is performing academically well, that doesn't mean that that child is not experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. That may be his or her venue to not store up or, yeah. or recall yeah. what's happening at home. You understand? So it's very, very important that we, we monitor that, right? So... So the next question is, if your child is having sleep disturbance, right, mm. sleep disorder, right, what do you do? So a lot of times they will have nightmares, right? So that's one of, one of the, the things that will ha happen to um, even adults experience it too with um, PTSD. When, when a child wakes, wakes up with a nightmare, then the, the next thing to do is to teach that child you know, common skills, teach them breathing skills because their nightmare was real, just yeah. like yours was real, that it actually happened, right? Then after that, then we, we need to have a conversation about the nightmare. They need to um, compartmentalize the nightmare. The nightmare is, was an event that happened while they were sleeping. We need to ensure that the nightmare, they don't internalize that as a real nightmare. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Because if they start internalizing it as a real nightmare, then you'll start having hallucination. Mm. Because they'll start believing that what they're experiencing at night is actually real during the day when it's not. Is there ever a case where it is real? Yes. And yes. that's what, I don't know why, but the Lord was yeah. really taking me there the other day. He said, you've been a loner and you didn't know you were always a loner. But you, when you came into the world, you started gravitating to people and had people alone. But as a child, I really liked being to myself because I had a very vivid imagination. Right. But I also used to see stuff. 
in the middle of the night. That was real to me. Yeah. And so I wonder now that when children come to you and they say, I saw this, no, I saw this, I saw this, are they really seeing anything? And then some children have little imaginary friends, and then we label it as they're hearing voices or psychotic or... What is what happens when it could be real? So the first thing to that is we gotta we have to look at um, stage development, right? When it comes to children, mm. some kids well not not only some kids when we're talking about stage developmental stages, mm -hmm. right? If a child is five six, you know, like Zoe age and and Doc age, you know, they, they will have <laughs> they they may have nightmares and they may even have. <laughs> Like they, they may even have um, imaginary friends, right? That is age appropriate. Okay. So we don't need to be afraid of that, right? Okay. Now, if a 10-year-old or even an 8-year-old, I would stress that, mm. have an imaginary friend, then we need to talk about that. Because at that stage of development, they should have at least have enough social skills to say, okay, I don't need an imaginary friend. Right, I right. could have a person that I could talk, feel, you know, and, and communicate with, right? Mm -hmm. So now, when, if a child says, okay, like, like you know, like what you experienced, Jerry, mm -hmm. um, even as a young child, you used to see things, mm -hmm. right? So the best thing to do as a parent is to not discount. Don't tell, don't ever tell the child that, they, right. it's, they're lying, <laughs> right? right? Don't never tell the child that, that they didn't see what they, what they saw, right? So you always want to validate what, okay, so you saw this, tell me more, right? Yeah. Tell me more about that. Then what happened? Then what happened? And then along the way, if you notice as a parent that this has happened in a consistent manner, right? Then it's time, uh, if you are a believer, it's time now to pray because now that's, that's a, a visionary gift mm. that you do not want to yeah. discount, right? You do not want to discount. Yeah. And that's where, that's at the same time, you need to teach, this is the appropriate time to now teach the child about the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, at a young age, you could teach the child, okay, this is the voice you welcome, mm -hmm. and then when you see this, that voice, you could say, um, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, or get out of here in the name of Jesus. Even Zoe at six years old, I'm starting now to teach Zoe the difference between visual and hallucination, because Zoe is just like you. Mm. Zoe could see things and perceive things. Sometimes I, I come to I, I just walk on walk home, you know, walk inside the house, and then she can tell from without me even saying anything. She says, "Mom, you have you had a hard day today." Mm. I didn't even say wow. anything to her, you know. Wow. So she pick, she's discerning, mm. you know. She picks that up in my body. Mm. So now at a young age, I need to learn to curve that. Mm. I need to curve that because I don't need her to go into every room and start absorbing what people feel. You see, I need to let her know, okay, mommy felt, you, you picked up what, what was on mommy, so now let it go. Just like mm. what I do with my clients. People come, you know, can you imagine, I'm hearing problems every single day, every yeah. single minute. You know, you have to have a, a tool, a venue to let that go. Yeah. And a lot of pastors don't even know how to do that. Now, that's the truth. And then I want to address that. I want to yeah. address two of these things that okay. were said. Erica Nicole Harris, who also deals with 
and works with children with special needs. Oh, she was saying, I didn't know that as a child, and my mom had no clue of that either. I would always see things, but it would scare me, and I would shut it out. Mm -hmm. She said, yes, when it becomes real to the children, it becomes very, very real to them. Mm -hmm. So that's an issue that they have to deal with. Now, Kathy Tatum, she said, adults, it's funny, but it's true. She said, adults have imaginary friends now. It's called Facebook. <laughs> She's messy. This is not the time or place. But let me see. <laughs> but that is true, though. That is true. Because I think people are so needy sometimes that they will assume that strangers become their friends, as what she said. And so, what happens when children are maybe the only child or the child that everybody thought was a little different? And they're to themselves. Is that the cause of you clinging on to imaginary friends? Yes, oh. yes. Because we all are born with the need for interaction. Mm. Every culture, every nation, you know, whatever it is. So, so there's a need and a desire to interact. We even have a lot of children now have, just like she says, social media close yeah. best friends. Yeah. yeah. And that is not healthy. Okay, it's not healthy. You, a child's best friend should not be on social media. Mm. And if that's happening, then parents need to, you know, give me a call. <laughs> we, should, we should not, we should mm. not do that. Okay, so so uh, if if your child have an imaginary friend, the and and it's it's not um, age appropriate, then yes. We we are no longer in the in the safe zone with that, right? We need to we need to do something. You know this, is, and I want to talk to Amy on this too because she's on YouTube as well now. Uh, mm -hmm. She does a lot of stuff on YouTube. But yeah. I went to YouTube because Facebook, hello Mark, put me in Facebook jail, right? And so I was like, I'm gonna do my lives, and so let me go over to YouTube. I hadn't been on YouTube for years. I hadn't been focusing on YouTube or whatever. But when I got over into YouTube. I found it very crazy. I don't know how I got into these other sectors, but it's a lot of drama going on on YouTube, and there's a lot of disinformation that's going on. I'm like, okay, God, well, I'm here. He said, I need you to pray in this area, pray for this area, pray for this. But these are grown people that are attacking each other. They're bullying each other. They're posting pictures of other people's children and making fun of them and doing all of that. So as an adult seeing the demonic forces that are in the Internet sometimes, and these people taking this to be face value, like these are really their friends, social media influencers. They act like they really know these people. How do you deal with that, and how do you govern your children when it relates to social media? I think, first of all, it's just first of understanding, even for myself, that mm -hmm. social media is just a place for, inform like, it's a place for, like, entertainment or information mm. but that's not where you build your friendships even yeah. for me that's not where I build my friendships so when I understand how the importance of building friendship it's by relating with one another spending time with one another getting to know one another then that's the same thing even I teach my kids I also teach them it's important to be able to just get to know your friends mm -hmm get to know who their parents are, get to know their sisters and brothers or their dynamics, what's going on with them and all that. That's how you build friendship. The people you see on social media, those are not your friends. Or the, the influencers, or the because there are some YouTube videos for kids that have like 10, 100 million views, and you're looking at it, you're like, how do they get 100 million yeah. views? And it just doesn't make sense. 
but it, regardless of all that, I always let them know those are not your friends. Those, those are just things you're watching, but those are not your friends. So the most important thing is spend the people you spend time with. And with kids, you know, they talk about um, the brains we mirror. The kids always mm -hmm. mirror what you do. Mm -hmm. So I stopped trying to tell them so much what to do, and I started to show them. Mm. Yeah, so they could see me, like they'll see me even when I go places with my friends. And these are friends I've had for over 20, 25 years. I show mm. them, yeah, you build, this is how you build friendship. Go spend time with your friends. Go do this with your friends. I know their children. I mm. get so they see it themselves and they know, oh, this is mommy's friend. They've been friends for like 20 years. Mm. So then that's how they're learning how to build friendships. Because mm -hmm. just telling them what to do, it's not really effective for their sure. age. But showing them how to do it. So even them, they know like, okay, let me go hang, let me go spend time. This is my friend. Yeah. So I want to spend time with them face to face, mm. not just playing on the gadget. Yeah. Well, I love that because I, I see you on social media with your children. That's why I love your children because they look so rich and they have a good time. They hang out. They go eat at expensive restaurants. They live in large. They, they bosses. They run companies. They driving jets. They look good, though. They look healthy. And I'm like, them kids living good, you know? And I like to see that because most people don't really spend a lot of that kind of quality time with the children. And it doesn't look like, for lack of a better word, like they're a nuisance. You make them look involved in your social activities i had to i had to make that in 2018 when i quit my job from corporate america mm -hmm. that was one of my values because i think sometimes we live life without being clear on what is important mm -hmm. to us and so i realized it doesn't have to be important to everybody but it is important to me and mm -hmm. i wanted to involve them in my life i want them to see what i do i wanted to be a, them to be a part of what i do and so I just started to incorporate them in everything I do, like most of the places I go. Some places I go even like what, even if it's meetings, like the one time we were a meeting like with, a, a, also the mayor was there and mm -hmm. my kids were there and then my daughter was tired and she went and sat on the floor, like right next to the man. I was so embarrassed, but I was <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know what? I was just like, I'll take my kids everywhere I go, yeah. let them get the experience and also, for them to just see what life is all about, exactly. yeah. Because the more the 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 more exposure they have, the better they are in even making decisions mm -hmm. or not allowing situations to just overwhelm them or them to get to to feel like oh this is like way out there. So I like this comment, and this is posed to both of you that Erica just made. She said, "Building friendships is no longer taught. I teach it as a social skill to my kids." She said, teaching kids appropriate friendship is important as well. What friendship means and how it looks. I don't think some adults know. <laughs> Do you? I mean, because if you look on social media, I'm deleting my page. I'm, I'm, I'm deleting all these people. And people are doing it every year. Why are you losing so many people? Why do you have to, you know, delete so many people every year? Do we know what friendship looks like? Healthy yeah. friendship. Well, you know, you can't know what healthy friendship is mm -hmm. if you don't know what a friend is. We move the word healthy, mm. let's just deal with friend, mm. you know, because you have to have a friend first and then we identify if it's healthy or if it's not healthy. So, you know, that's why this, this mental health yeah. thing is, you know, people think, I think sometimes... Um, even when I'm talking to different people in the Bahamas trying to, you know, uh, 
you know, let them know what it's going to be about. The, the, the perception is, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. Those are for, for people who are crazy mm-hmm. and, or for people who, who, you know, have to take pills, take medication. But if you are constantly on Facebook mm-hmm. and depending on the likes or the non-likes of what you post, determines how you feel, mm-hmm. that's a mental health issue. Yes. So your choices, the ability to make right choices, right decision, decisions, or, or, or uh, your ability to not make right decisions, that's a whole mental health issue. Because when we're talking about mental health, we th- we're talking about how do you think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. simple. It's simple. You know, I like this when Kathy said, then I want to go back to what you just said. Kathy said, taking out of school was home ec, recess, study hall, workshop, gym, sports. Best gave mental breaks and taught how to communicate and work together. Now, a lot of that was taken out, but a lot of that stopped when the pandemic came and they were homeschooled. So the recess, when you think about it as children, we love going to recess because we did get to play with our friends and hang out for a few minutes and then get back and then fail something. And have to start all over again. But again, she says, we need, I think adults need mental breaks. And when you said about the mental title, mental health, most people probably wouldn't want to come to something that deals with mental health because it would be like a label. But really, there's so many people dealing with mental health issues. Life alone is a mental health issue. So how, I mean, how do we take the, the negative off of that? Because I don't have a problem with telling people, I don't want to talk on the phone at this point. I don't want to really hang around a lot of people at this point. It's not depression. It's not all of this or whatever. It's like I'm guarding my mental health. It's what I know I need to do for me in order to do the work that he's called me to do. Right. So how do we look at that and not say, oh, they just must be off because they don't want to hang out or talk on the phone or go out here and do all of this. Yeah, so you have to be okay with yourself. Yeah. At the end of the day, so many people are people pleasers. Mm. And people determines everything you do, not do, that kind of thing. And it takes courage to be free. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it really you you have to be strong, <laughs> you know, yeah. to yes. be free because there's so many people telling you, okay, you need to conform to this mold. Yeah. But you don't have to conform. It was it, it wasn't meant to be for you to conform to any mold, you know, just be unique and and who you are and be okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I see in the window every day, you know. <laughs> yeah, be okay with, with your uniqueness. So it's, <laughs> He's okay with his uniqueness. Yeah, it's I'm butterball butt naked out there. Okay, go ahead. Never dull moment in the show. <laughs> yes. She said it does take courage to be free. And that's what I like about Amy because Amy is so whimsical. She just has this laughter spirit. It's just the joyce I mean. She just has this joyful spirit. And she uses social media, whereas somebody could say, well, she's always on social media. But I think why she's on social media is so purposeful. Yeah. Because even a video can sow a seed of joy into somebody else's life. So tell us why you do what you do. So I, I have, I know how it feels to be bound. I know how it feels to be put in a box. I know how it feels to be to be limited by people and also by my, by my own self. Mm-hmm. 
So when I found the freedom, when I found, um, when I was able to just be free to be me, I realized that I was happiest when I was me. And with that, it just brought a lot of joy, a lot of peace. And so I, my desire is for everybody to be free. That's why when I talk about breaking limitations, mm. I want everybody to be free, especially women. Because I think sometimes we get lost in our titles. We get lost maybe as a mom, or you get lost in ministry, or you get lost in just different, because we have so many different responsibilities. But I believe you can still enjoy your life. You can become who you are created to be and just be free. You know, and not have to not have to limit your life or not put yourself and just say, okay, because I'm in ministry, I'll only do this. But maybe I won't be seen dancing over here because you'll see me doing all of them. I will yeah. be here dancing. I'll be here at the beach. <laughs> then I'll be yeah, we've seen it. She's wild. I told you that. And then I'll, I'll be here. I'll be praying for you if you need yeah. prayer. You know, I'll do. I'll be me, and I'll yeah. refuse to let anybody limit me. And because if God did not want me to have all those different parts of me, he wouldn't have given them to me. Mm -hmm. And I always say, if God did not want me to enjoy dancing or enjoying music or to do just, you know, all that, to hang out and laugh and all that, then he wouldn't have given it to me. And so I believe that when we are comfortable with who we are, we can be so effective because we give other people freedom to become who they were created to be. Because a lot of people want, a lot of people watch and then they limit themselves because they see, okay, in this section here, people don't do this, so I'm not gonna do this. I'll hide this part of me. And then when you keep hiding different parts of you, that is what leads to a lot of mental issues also. Yeah. Because you keep, you have to be, you have to be so many different people all the time. And after some time, your brain can't even handle it. You can forget, oh, in this section, I'm supposed to be this. In this section, I'm supposed to be that. But when you're free to just be who you are, you can walk in wholeness, and you can be effective in every area that God puts you in. That's right. I like that because I think we do at times, and, and titles can be important, but I think sometimes we can get caught up in a title mm -hmm. because we can think that I have to be just like this person is that carries that same type of title. Yeah. And although I'm licensed and ordained in many areas, I've never chosen to carry the title because I'm like you. I don't like to be limited in yeah. what I can do. Now, I'm not going to run out here and be a hellion and just cut up and act a fool. But I also know that there's a balance and there's other facets of who I am. And I believe that people are drawn to people who are secure in who they are. Now, with children, how do we enable them to be secure in who they are? Yeah, so... It's, you can start at whatever age. Of course, the young, the 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 sooner the better, right? Mm -hmm. But you can start at any age. You know, one of the things that I do personally is we we have affirmation. Mm -hmm. We have and on the ride to school, mm -hmm. that is that is my most that's my bank. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. You right? This on the ride to school is the is the ride where. She, she'll tell me, you know, what's going on in the class, and then I, I use whatever's going on in the class, whatever happened at the playground, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. I use that as a tool. It's my classroom. That ride in the school mm -hmm. is my classroom to mold her and shape her. You know, um, for a while, I think when she was in, uh, what do they call it, kindergarten, not kindergarten, preschool, pre 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 uh -huh. yeah. When she was in preschool, the teacher will say, oh, 
So Zoe's always talking, talk, you know, disrupting the class, disrupting the class. And I, and I told the teacher, I said, oh, my God. So she have a high gift of communication. Mm. <laughs> the teacher said, girl, no, she bad. <laughs> oh, go ahead. She bad. All right. <laughs> That's what the teacher wanted. I said, wow, Zoe, Zoe, that, that gift of communication that you have, we're going to have to tone it down. I never told her. <laughs> you talk too much. You know what I mean? So then, so then afterwards, <laughs> then we build. We, we started doing um, affirmation along the lines of what the teacher was complaining to me about, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So then I, and I'm using Zoe just to make it practical, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. because, you know, so, so then I started telling Zoe, I said, Zoe, do you know, do you know that you're actually the smartest kid in that class? Not only are you the smartest kid, but you have the best behavior, you have the best behavior. You are the one that have, you can listen to the teacher more than anyone in the, in the class mm. can. You know, you have those kind of ears. There's something unique about your ears that can listen and follow the teacher. And then I kept saying it every single day on our ride to school. And then that turned into an affirmation. I said, okay, so um, affirmation. All I have to say is say affirmation. And then she says, I'm smart. I'm beautiful. Mm. I can do anything. God is with me. I can um I can never fail. Jesus is with me and I can do everything. Mm. That is something she memorized because we talk wow. about it yes. over and over. Do you know that I never had to tell Zoe to stop talking in class? Mm. The other day when she graduated, the teacher says, Mom, I don't know what happened, but I'm so impressed by her improvement. And communication. <laughs> yes, why? Because now she believes it. She actually started believing that she was the smartest in the I class. Yes. Yeah. You know, she started believing that she had the best ears. As the, everybody had the same ears as Zoe, but she started believing that her, her ears is unique. Mm -hmm. So any, it's your words, <laughs> parents. Yes. Your yes, words. Yes. Your words are life, mm -hmm. and you know the kids are are waiting for us to mold them. Yes. They are yes. Um, they are kind of hungry for it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Without structure, want structure. Yes. It's not something that they even need. They want, they want it, it. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, you know, we just have to... That's why it's so important for adults to, you know, for us to have our, the right mental health so that we yes. can relate to yes. our kids mm -hmm. and feed yes. our kids in areas that they need to be fed. If I wasn't taking mental health breaks, children used to make me nervous. I'm like, oh, don't, don't touch that. But see how I embraced your kids when they walk in? Hey, Jerry, little kid, Jerry, little baby. So I believe that that comes from taking mental health breaks. Yes. And as, as you said, there's this commercial that I just love where this little girl is affirming her little brother. And she says, you are somebody. You're the greatest. And that's who you are. And he's looking up and he's smiling at her. And she said, that's who you are. And I told my sister, that's how you be doing me sometimes when I be like, man, these folks. Yeah. She says, but you are somebody. You're a warrior. You, I said, yeah. And so when you said that about your daughter, I remember my mother did that for me because I was bad. But she turned it around and said, because you are a communicator, because you have the gift of comedy, maybe you shouldn't do your comedy in class practice at home and one day you can wow. do it on stage yeah. and I would come home and I would practice it shut my little mouth in school and come home and put it place so you're right because most children and I believe your daughter's like that they like that affirm affirmation they like to be affirmed they like to feel like they got an edge on somebody yeah. because if you don't get it at an early age 
that's what it happens when you see us being more needy yes. at an older age. I had a friend who talked so rough to her son all the time, and I said, why you talk to him like that? You black this, you black. Don't say that. She said, my mama talked to me like that. Yeah. I said, yeah, but how did it make you feel? So if it didn't make you feel good, what do you think it's going to do for him? So what about the parents that are saying, I wasn't affirmed, so I don't know how to do that? Yeah, so even if you didn't know how to do it, practice it. Mm. You could. That's no excuse. It's, it's no longer mm. an excuse. If you didn't know, there's no need for you to transfer what you didn't have mm. to your children. That's toxicity yeah. because now your children is going to wind up having kids. And they're only going to duplicate the cycle. Exactly. You see? Mm -hmm. So so that's no excuse. Stop what you're doing. And, and it's going to, anything you practice is going to be uncomfortable initially. Right? It's going to feel like work. It's going to feel as though it's not real. You know, as though you're faking it. Fake it until it's real because mm. your kids your kids need it. And, you know, to pick it back, I remember one, a parent came came to, to, the, to the clinic. And I had the same experience. She was talking to that, that little boy so, so bad. And I was, mm. you know, my office is right there. And my heart was breaking at the tone she was using to communicate to that little boy, you know. And let me say this. It's not your children's fault that the relationship did not work. Yes, mm. yes, yes. So children should not be blamed. Yeah. For, for whatever their, their dad didn't do to, with you or didn't do for you, you know, that kind of thing. Learn to separate that, you know. They are you, and the child may even look like her daddy or his dad or whatever the issue is, right? Because it goes both ways. Let's, let's, let's analyze, okay, what, what are you angry at? Because yeah. if, you, if you're using that kind of tone, you're angry. And, and yeah. one thing I can even add to that is um, yeah. just being aware, first of all, just be aware and then seek help. Because yeah. a lot of times we might know what's going, we might know that we are angry, but we don't even know how to, like, how do I get over it, you know? Yeah. And so that's why it's so important to seek help, go for therapy, have me, so that you can be able to deal with that. And then once you deal with that, because once you deal with that, then it will help you become a better parent to your children. Because even things that come up because of childhood trauma that you just never dealt with it, or maybe how your parents treated you, you don't even know how to do better. And so it's just a matter of accepting, okay, I want something different from my children, but I can't pull it out of me because it's not there. So going out and seeking help. So that even if it's getting a, a parenting coach, a therapist, I have a parenting coach. I got them in 2020 because mm. when the kids were at home mm -hmm. and I had to teach them via Zoom, I just discovered another person in me. I was like, oh my God, this, I cannot do this. But then when, oh, wow. and it was so difficult. But also when I started talking to the parenting coach, because she's a child psychologist, but she changed to become a parenting, uh, parenting coach because wow. she said if she calls herself a child psychologist, parents will not learn. But if you, she, mm. when she became a coach, mm -hmm. parents would come to her and then she would be able to help them. Because she said, I don't even need to talk to your child. Mm -hmm. If I can heal you, That's you right. will heal your child. That's right. And so I just started learning different things and realized even some things in me, the impatience or getting the frustration and all that when the kids were home. It's because 
now I had to address things within me. And so when I started to address those things within me, and then when I started to get the tools, or getting the language so that I'm not just like, stop doing that, oh, I'm mad at, stop, you know, all this shouting and everything, like, okay, I was like, I don't want to be the parent that always shouts at their kids. Yes. Mm. And so how can I be able to deal with things without having to shout at them? Because sometimes you can call them like five times before they answer. Oh. And so mm. by the fifth time, you're like, and then so she was like, so she just started giving me different strategies. Yeah. And so I always encourage people, go like seek help. If someone has those skills that you're looking for, if someone has those things that you want, like mm. the style that you want, ask them. Ask them for tips. Because some you, you don't have to feel you don't have you you don't know everything. That's and right. the the moment we can we can be free to just know that I don't know everything. Okay. I might be good in marketing my business, but when it comes to helping my children, maybe yeah. I'm not good at that. Then let me find someone who is good at that. I can help them with the marketing of their business while yeah. they help me with parenting. So it's just being open and just being able to know. Once you identify, I don't have this skill, find someone who has it and just start asking for help. I like that because even though in your profession that you could be the top of the game in your business, as mm -hmm. you said, you know you were not the top of your game in homeschooling, mm -hmm. that that presented a different type of problem yes. to you. And God knew who to give that to because I would have given him the GED. We're just not going to worry about school right now, okay? You've done. But it's a blessing because I think a lot of people have a new respect for teachers now, though, yes. since homeschooling. That it's a it's a calling, even for you, doctor, isn't it? It's a calling. Yeah, that uh, that everybody did not have. As far see your little baby, he look wrong. When you, as adults, as she said, she uh, Nicole says that she likes going outside and blowing bubbles. See, I like doing that, blowing yeah. bubbles as well, and having a good time. I think that, and another one says, uh, Michelle says, children are a blessing and not a burden. Mm -hmm. But what happens when the parent is burdened down? Yeah. What happens because this pandemic did something different for everybody. Yes. It wasn't just the pandemic. It was the uh, insurrection of the Capitol. It was a lot of stuff and politics and people this and this and that. And, and then it was the pandemic. Uh, was people take the shot, don't take the shot. It's just been a lot of stuff that has happened. So what if the parent is on edge at this particular time? And I like the fact that we are going to the Grand Bahamas. And I like the fact that it is for mental health. But let them know that it's not a couple of people in a straitjacket, you know, making sure they all got their med levels right. This is something totally different it than is. that. It is. It is. You know, we the world, the world yeah. is uh, it's in a mental health pandemic. You know, so we need, we're going to the Bahamas because, and some people say, why Freeport? Why, of all, all the, the other islands, why Freeport? Because that's where, that's where we're supposed to go mm. this time, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, um, why, why would Freeport Bahamas need it? Because the world need it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what is it all about? Again, like you said, Jerry, it's not the mental health, the Kingdom Mental Health Summit, the agenda, the vision is not for crazy, quote-unquote crazy people. Mm. What the ultimate plan is that we all have a sound mind. Not a sound mind only when we are, are at work. 
Not a sound mind only when we are doing business, but a sound mind 24 hours a day. That is, that is your best. That is, that is God's plan for you. That is God's desire for you. So we have a lot of people who have been impacted by the pandemic because, um, because of not only the pandemic, but because of other, other things that had been stored up. And yeah. the pandemic just... Yeah. Just yes. kind of, you know, was an orange that squeeze, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, squeeze it out, you know. So you have a lot of um, families who having who are having relational issues, mm -hmm. right? And those I relational issues weren't so pronounced mm -hmm. until now. Well, you know, and it has an impact on the pandemic. The way we raise our children was was impacted, like mm -hmm. Amy shared. You know, everything we do. Um, was like a shift. The the interaction we have with our friends yeah. you know, were impacted by the pandemic. So, the uh, hands, if you are listening to me, um, I know we're not going there. You you don't have to not come because you don't have a mental health diagnosis. You don't have to not yeah. come because you don't have no problem sleeping. You need to come because the information that you're going to receive is not only going to help you for today, but it's going to help you for the different times ahead. Yeah. Because the reality is, and the Bible he makes it clear, this world is not going to get better. Oof. That's that's one thing that people need wants to run run from, as though you know we're gonna have a, a better politics one day. No, it's yeah. you, it's not gonna happen. Okay, I hate to be the very yeah. bad news. It's not gonna happen. So we're gonna continue having wars, rumors of wars, things that's going to need gonna be happening around the world that's gonna require that you know how to handle them yes. and the the. How you handle your mind will determine how you handle them. You see? Because everything flows from within. I tell people all the time, is what how we behave yeah. is what how you feel about what you think. That's that's the fruit of our behavior. Yes. The reason why I'm, I'm even wearing what I'm wearing today, that's how simple it is. How did I feel? What did I think about wearing? And how did I feel about wearing this? And then based on that, I made that decision. You see? We all got on black too. That, that I think about it because I wasn't gonna wear this. I was gonna, I was gonna wear orange out a shirt, and then I said, "No, I'm gonna wear this." So that's weird. Okay, so yeah, we. But another thing came to me about going to the Bahamas because another friend of mine, Dr. Cheryl Ivory, who deals with mental health issues, she was talking about you know, there's a lot of mental health issues in the Bahamas, and they've struggled. There's been some. There's some. You know, some things that have happened. Not only for them, but for the workers there, that are people are there. And so we have to be prepared as we get ready to go down there. And what I like about this, it is a mission that God has given you because you could have easily done it here in Houston as you've always done it. But he's telling you to take this global. Yeah. Why do you believe that? Because the world needs it. Mm. The, the Mental Health Summit is one of the tools, and I believe this with all of my heart, it's one of the tools that God is is using to prepare his coming and to get people equipped in order to fulfill your destiny for his coming. Mm -hmm. Because unless uh, the, we have now seen what it's like to not be, to not have a sound mind and do yeah. ministry. Mm -hmm. 
We've seen it. We've seen the fruit of it. (laughs) You understand? So God wants people to be whole in order to to be able to handle the souls that are coming into the kingdom. So it's it's an anti-movement. That's how I see it. So I don't see it as a personal... It's not a oh, Dr. Eve thing. It's, oh, Dr. Eve came. No, it's it's beyond that. Anybody that wants to take kingdom mental health concept and run with it, you have my permission. Run with it. Because the world needs it. And yeah. we need to impact as many people as possible so people could now arise, be who God have called them to be, have the mindset, and do it with confidence and boldness to, to win the harvest. You said when you first came here, some years ago, and it was right before the pandemic, you said the world was going to need therapy. Yeah. And I really see that, not only just the world at large, but the church itself, because a lot of us in the church still want to go back to the way we were doing it. And then we want to get mad if people don't want to come back to the traditional sense of the church. And a lot of people haven't run from God. They run away from the antics. And they've had time to sit and think things over and have a conversation with God. Because we're in a, we're in a really critical time, as you say. It's not going to get better. So when we have people that have been sitting at home, locked to themselves, and they come into the temple now, and they've had issues before the pandemic, and the pandemic just added something else to it, then the gas prices, then the food prices. And now they're coming and they're looking for real help. And we're saying, trust God, go read your Bible, go lay down somewhere. Or just jump around three or four times when it's not that kind of issue. Then we want to say it's a demonic issue. When some people are simply off of their medication because they couldn't get to the doctor during the mental health crisis. So how does the church recognize what is a demon what is the Holy Ghost, and what is a mental <laughs> issue? Because I want to know. I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. That's a wonderful, loaded question. <laughs> All right. So what is the characteristic of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit will never tell you to do something outside of the will of God. That's the right. Holy Spirit is aligned with the Word. So if it's not... If it's, if it's, you know, the bottom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that you can use to outline, okay, is this God? That's how you know if you're hearing from God. Is, mm-hmm. is there peace in it? Is there righteousness in it? If you're hearing a voice that says, okay, well, um, sister so-and-so didn't speak to me, so because they didn't speak to me, I'm not going to speak to them, that's not the Holy Ghost. Mm. Because the Holy the Holy Spirit yeah. is a ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. So he will always want you to reconcile. Okay. Uh, no, skip over that. Yeah, we'll we'll skip on that. What's yeah. going on with her? Let me check. Yeah. Her. But we like, I'm, she didn't talk to me. Skip over that one. Right? Okay. So, so how do you know if it's if it's a if it's demonic, right? If it's something that's that's not God. Okay, so if you are hearing voices, right? You're hearing voices, and the voices is is, is disturbing. 
okay, is decreasing your mm. level of functioning. Meaning, you're not on the top of your game. You're not, you know, you, you're doing the 9 to 5, but you know something is off, right? Mm. Because of the voices that you're hearing. Or you know something is off because of what you are seeing. That is a mental health thing. That is not the demon. That's mm. not, because the, in John 10, 10, the Bible says that he came that we could have life yep. and have it more abundantly. But then it says that the thief come to kill, steal, and destroy. So that when, when a devil come, the devil doesn't come to paddicate. One of the things that mm. we seem to not uh, take, take time to understand is the devil is very, very patient. Yeah. Yes. The devil is patient. So yes. the devil will, will, will take time to create an event, okay? An event slash trauma. Mm -hmm. Okay, that event he will create, and then that 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 created event will be okay. Well, I was part of it, so it happened, and then the devil will wait until you are like you became the CEO of your your company, right? Yeah, and then what happened six years ago before you became the CEO will now um you somebody will come in the scene in your life in terms of communication or interaction mm -hmm. and that person will have a characteristic that reminds you of what happened six years mm. ago now you thinking that it's it's pure it's a pure relationship you know that there's nothing mm. wrong with it what you don't know is the devil is patient and the devil yes. will take time to ensure that your mind is out of order because once he have your mind he has everything mm. okay so now the person comes on the scene and now the person becomes even part of your company or part of the association or the person is the one patting you in the back. Mm -hmm. You think that that's a pure friend. Mm -hmm. You think that that person is, is for you when that person is an agent. Come on. You, you know what I mean? It's an agent. And so you are moving along with that person. Next thing you know, something starts happening with the business. Something... Or, or you start losing patience. Or the things that you used to do, you no longer feel motivated mm. to do them anymore. Yeah. Now, you don't want to go to the meetings. You rather stay home. You start noticing that, oh, okay, rather than doing this business, I'm going to go do another business. But mm -hmm. the other business is not what God called you to Come do. On. You see? So it's a disguise. It's a deception, you know? And I think that when, when we are not taught about these practical deception, people start thinking that they are being, um, uh, you know, like taken over by the enemy. And, and what you could have done is just take time, walk by the spirit. The race is not given to the swift. God knows your destiny. There's no hurry. Whoever I'm supposed to meet, somehow, somehow. Somehow I'm going to meet that yes. person, even if it's the president, you yes. understand? <laughs> Somehow I'm going to meet that person. Along the way, we're going to, we're going to Freeport, Bahamas, right? Okay, so it would have been wonderful to have the prime minister at, at Kingdom Mental Health Summit. But you know what? If God wants me to meet that minister, Come that on. prime minister, there's no human flesh. Yeah. Can't stop. That can, you, you understand? So then there's no stress. You start living your life with freedom, knowing that really, 
not an idea, not a belief system, oh. but my steps are really ordered by the Lord. So when we are talking about the church, we also have to identify what is our core belief system. Because a lot of stuff that we say, we don't even believe. Mm -hmm. You see, if I really believe that my, like, I was supposed to be here today, then I am exactly where God wants me. So mm -hmm. I'm not missing anything out there. Come on. You see? Mm -hmm. So if I'm not missing anything out there, then there's no fear. Yes. And if, not, if I'm not afraid, then who can stop me? <sighs> Doctor. Yes, sir. You preaching. Okay. Amy, give an offer, girl. I Put our name on it. Put our name on it. The other day was Saturday. Yes. It was a Saturday, and the Lord was speaking to me. He said, I have placed you in the middle of your purpose. Mental yes. health is your purpose. Yes. Everything you have done up until this point was leading to mental health. Yes. So you're going to do this, you're going to do this, and it's going to require travel. Two minutes later, you called me. I won't say what we talked about. Yeah. Everything that the Lord had just told me, you were you were getting ready to ask me something, and I cut you off in the middle of it. I said, yes, you don't even have to finish the stuff because God just already told me everything that you're talking about. It goes back to we could save a lot of stress if we stop stressing about us mm -hmm. and what God is going to do for us, who God is going to connect to us. Because I believe when we get in our purpose for real, Everything that is necessary for us comes to us. Yeah. We don't have to. When you said about meeting the president, I was just sitting here minding my own business one day and said, I need Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris, to call me and tell me what's up with this vaccine. Yeah. Two days later, they sent an email to do an interview with me. I was joking. Yeah. But it was one of those things that I couldn't have made that happen. Yeah. So I think a lot of us are stressed out because we're coming out of a pandemic and we're trying to make up time, and we're trying to be relevant, and we're rushing to this place and that place, and wanting to get in this circle to meet this circle and that circle, yeah. when really we just what? Need to get in purpose, as you said? Need to get in purpose and be still. Just be, you know what? But it, what we're talking about, mm. it, it takes discipline. Mm. And, and I think it also takes a lot of, you have to have confidence mm -hmm. in God, and have know that He has he has good good intentions because mm -hmm. a lot of times the reason we uh, we we try to make everything happen for ourselves is because we don't think God has our best interest. Yeah. So we say He's a loving God, but we don't think that He's a loving God to us. We believe He's just a loving God. That's right. But when you can actually rest mm. in knowing that He has good intentions for you, even when you cannot explain what's going on, but you just know somehow. He has good intentions for you, then that will give you the, it will, it will help you rest in knowing that if he said that my steps are ordered by the Lord, mm -hmm. then my steps are ordered. I don't have to make things happen. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go out of my way to mm. connive in doing this and align here and doing this. I just have to know that he has good intentions for me so that we can just rest. And when you rest, even the people who are not Christians, they believe that when you're when you're at that place of rest, mm. the universe starts to <laughs> yeah, give yeah. you the things yeah. that you need. Whatever you need, that it's already here on earth. Yeah. It's not like it, everything you need is already here. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of us being able to attract it. And so it's just when we can rest and know